the last episode of Educate Ebony, Season 1, the Meadow Edition. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this episode will be, I guess, a little bit different in format because I can't release an episode next week with my thoughts on the album. So you'll hear my thoughts on this episode's album at the end. So, well, for the last time, let's recap. Last episode, I spoke to Matthew K. Heafy of Trivium. I did freak out. I'm still freaking out, to be honest. What a great guy. Oh my goodness, he's amazing. Loved our chat. He had a lot to say about The Jester Race by In Flames. Yeah, I copped a lot of flack from people <laughs> because I'd never heard of In Flames. But hey, hey, now I have. I fixed it. It's all good. And it's a beautiful album. I don't think I'd ever think I'd say that about, I guess, a death metal band or death metal album, but it is very melodic. And I do like that. If you've listened all through this season, I think you'd probably know that I like, I like really good instrumentals and I love melody. And yeah, this album did deliver. I really did like The Jester's Dance, big fan of that one, and also Dead God In Me and Goliath's Disarm Their Davids. I think I really like how the screams don't feel overly heavy. If you've listened to the album, does that make sense? Just because they're not, I think they're very, I think the vocals are very consistent and I think that they don't take away too much from the actual music and the music is is incredible I do hear the twin melodies I know what Matt means by that um in that I know they just feel like they support each other and it's very lovely to hear and I feel like the vocals just sit over top very very nicely and there is a lot of give and take which I like as well I like the variety and the juxtaposition yeah wow this is a really cool album highly recommend big thanks to Matt Heafy for coming on And this episode, the final episode, I'm really excited. I've been a big fan of this artist, I think for a couple of years now, and it's just very fascinating. So I'm super excited to have them on for the last episode. Let's get to it and stay tuned after the episode to hear my thoughts and I guess the season wrap up. No. Anyway, for the final episode of the metal edition of Educate Ebony, I would love to introduce Skinned. She creates dark, true crime inspired music alongside Father and we don't know who she is or where she's from, we just know that she creates unsettling and fascinating music. So if you want to see some incredibly well-produced and well-written work, go check out our stuff. You don't need true crime podcasts, you just need Skinned. Columbine is my favourite track, FYI. So I'm absolutely stoked to have her on the podcast and for the final episode too. So Skinned, welcome. Hi, Ebony. Hi, how are you? I'm so great. It's so great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I have to say, though, first, you know, we were also looking forward to your Australian debut in 2020 at Download Festival, especially because, Mm -hmm. you know, your music videos are so in-depth and well-constructed, and I'd love to see how you bring that to a stage. So when travel opens up a bit more between countries and everywhere, do you have any plans to visit? (laughs) We have not planned anything to go to Australia yet because it was a real bummer for us when we had to cancel you know, all the shows. Yeah. Um, so we decided we're going to concentrate on Europe first. Mm. Uh, next year, we're going on tour in February. But we have unfortunately not planned to come to Australia. But I wish we we would plan something because it's, it's you know, we started in or I met father in Australia. And to play there like a live show would be actually like a dream come true because I <laughs> never played live in Australia. But I started, you know, I started this this project with father in Australia. So 
you know it's like a coming home feeling yeah oh we'll look forward to it when you when you do manage to get over here that's for sure it's gonna go off absolutely yeah it would be great (laughs) (laughs) well i'm excited to hear what you think the one metal album is that i need to listen to so what do you what have you got for me I got that's the spirit from Bring Me the Horizon. I must say, I'm not a, um, how you say that, I'm not like a metal listener as well. Like I picked out some metal albums through the years I, I grew up with music and Bring Me the Horizon wasn't on my, wasn't on my screen for a very long time. But with this album, uh, that's the spirit that came out in 2015 they really caught my attention because what I really like about Bring Me the Horizon is that they're not afraid of like changing their sound and keep evolving like from album to album so this was the first one and I feel like this has been a game changer somehow this album for Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah I also saw that because you did a 2020 year in review article for wall of sound and i saw that bring me the horizons i guess latest album or is it the latest one the post-human survival horror album that was your like number one of the year Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i i really like that you cannot like define their sound and that's what i aim for as well it's like i i want to sound different i want to like mix genres together and Bring Me the Horizon really has this talent to do so and still sound like Bring Me the Horizon, which is super fascinating for me. And, you know, if, if like there are people out there when I, I talked to father about this podcast today <laughs> and he said, why do you, why do you want to talk about That's the Spirit? Because he felt like it's not the strongest album, but to me, it was just a, a changer because I started listening to them 2015 and a lot of people saying also like you know when this album came out that they're selling out like you know like that they're I don't know how you say that but I'm saying that you know bring me the resin have set like a benchmark for diversity and I feel like if people say like they're selling out no it's just them trying out new ways of creativity or like mixing genres together which makes it to me really interesting yeah. Or really interesting music. Also, Ollie's voice, obviously. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Heavenly. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. So what part about this album stood out to you? What makes this album so great for you, I guess? What aspect of music or, or certain little snippets that you hear? What I, what I said in the beginning is that they don't bring out like the same rinsed and repeat, sorry, that word shit every time they <laughs> release an album. No, but it's like they're changing and that's what stood out for me, that they're just like changing their their sound from album to album. And I like that they have this alternative kind of pop approach to it, to the album. I, I'm, I'm a sucker for pop too, or I'm a really? sucker for jazz as well. And they have some like in Oh No, they have the saxophone part in it, which I really love. I feel like it's it's so crazy to like you have this rock band and then you have this sax uh, solo in one of their songs and I I just love the mix. It's pop. It's it has jazz, but it's still rock and it's still this post. I would say it's post hardcore album. I would say. Yeah. When does it become fusion? Where does fusion fit in? Because that's just what I assume. You know, if you're mixing different genres and everything, you could say it's like fusion metal or does that sound a bit too is that too jazzy I don't really know genres are hard to define it's it's really hard to define and that's what I like 
I, I think it's, that's what I said with the diversity, you know, they're really different. They, they try to be different, but they still sound like themselves, even though they're mixing so many styles together. Yeah. That's so hard to do. Like also when I guess I was writing this little intro for you, I was like, I don't really know how to describe <laughs> your music other than saying it's, you know, true crime mm-hmm. inspired, maybe a bit industrial, but it's not exactly metal and it's not exactly rock or pop. No, it's not. It's just sort of everything. I think we just stepped into this metal world because of Jonathan Davis, because he because he was part of Gary Heitnick. So he opened up the metal world to us, but it was never our intention to sound metal or be a metal band. People just started to see us as a metal band just because of Jonathan Davis, but we never intended to. We, we always aim for mixing sounds together, creating the sound around the crime. You know, the song should sound like the crime. So I cannot hold on to one genre. That just, it's not possible for me. You know, if I want to tell stories, I need to have the whole range of music, you know, even if it's chess, if it's pop, if it's metal, if it's whatever, new age, for for example, I, I don't care. It has to fit the case. Has to That's feel why right. I'm, mm-hmm, it has to feel right. Yeah. But like um, you, you just said before, like what stood out to me as well is when you listen to Run on the, that's the spirit of Bring Me the Horizon. It's funny because it has some kind of like Justin Bieber feeling to it, (laughs) which I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's a bad, it's, I'm not saying it's a bad thing because it's kind of funny because, you know, Jordan said he liked Bieber. So we can like understand where he got the inspiration from, but the song itself is kind of cool. And when I listened to it first, I was like, is it, it sounds a bit like Justin Bieber, (laughs) but that's what makes it so like. It just brings the creativity to a next level. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it really stood out to me, this song somehow, because I was like, huh? <laughs> 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 this is like... How did you first come to listen to it? Because I guess in our day and age, you can find it through YouTube, through Spotify, through friends, family, whoever. You know, I'm, I'm also a, like a huge Linkin Park fan. And I listened to Linkin Park on Spotify and then I wasn't a premium member back then. And then (laughs) it just changed the band and then it played Bring Me the Horizon and the song uh, was Throne. And Throne has a pretty, it's funny because it has some kind of Linkin Park parts to it. It it sounds a bit like Linkin Park 2.0, like the next Linkin Park generation. (laughs) Uh, and 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 first I was like, oh, I, I don't know that Linkin Park song. And I know every Linkin Park song. And I was like, yeah, I don't know this band. So I, I listened to it and I was like, oh, wow, that's actually pretty nice. So I started listening to it because of this, like, accidentally, if you can yeah. say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Spotify actually did you a service there, didn't they? <laughs> Even if you it didn't did pay the a premium. great service. Yeah. No, they did a great service. Are you a premium member of Spotify now? I am. Okay, very good. (laughs) (laughs) Had to check. Obviously. Also on YouTube, I'm a premium member on YouTube. On YouTube? They keep asking me and I just keep saying no. No, you know, it was the best decision because I don't have to, I don't have to watch those adverts anymore, (laughs) which got on my, on my nerves. I was like, every time you want to watch like a video, you watch like three adverts and you're like, come on. I could have played the song. You know, at this time, but whatever. See, I just don't subscribe 
uh, out of spite now. I'm like, no, you're going to keep asking me. I'm going to keep saying no. We're not having it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So obviously this album came out five years ago. Were you tossing up between any other albums or was it sort of like, it's definitely got to be this one. It's an important album for sure for you. Like when did you decide it was important enough that this was the album you were going to choose? It was a quick decision actually, because I, first I wanted to talk about the wall of Pink Floyd, (laughs) but I felt like it's not metal at all. But, it, you know, Pink Floyd is just my favorite band and, like, biggest inspiration for me. Cool. So I, I thought about it, but I felt like, no, maybe I want to talk about something else for once. <laughs> because I talk about Pink Floyd a lot. <laughs> and I felt like, no, because Bring Me the Horizon is, is modern. They're still here. They still inspire me. And they change. And I come back to this all the time because this is really what is fascinating to me is that they, they have this thing that they're just really not afraid of changing their sound and they keep evolving album by album. And that's, that's, that's something that's standing out to me. It makes them someone to look up to, you know, to me. Oh, it'd be cool to see you guys share a stage. That would be a show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be, that would be awesome. Let's just put that onto the universe. Yes. I I already did that. We we talked about it and, and, then we listened to Bring Me the Horizon and Ollie, and it was like, ah, oh, that would be a dream come true. You know, you're you're allowed to, you're allowed to dream. So. Dreams are free, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talked a bit before about how, regardless of the genre, it has to fit, and you have to feel it. So, what do you feel when you listen to this album? Do you feel like you can put on any time? I don't know. What kind of emotions does it give you? I must say I listen to this album quite often, especially Throne is one of the one I keep on repeat. Um, Also Run is one of the the songs I keep on repeat because it's somehow like really, it has something really motivated to it. Like when you listen to the song, it motivates you to do something. Yeah. I don't know. It. I, I like to listen to it in the morning. So when I woke up today, I, I was listening to the album, not just because I'm I'm doing this podcast, but also because it's a really good one. And there are a few songs I skip. It's not like an album. I like all of the songs, but most of them are really great. And most of them are on repeat. Also, Oh No is one the ones I, I feel is really catchy. And um, to me, the, the sax solo really hits the spot. I love it's, that. I, 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 mm-hmm, me too. I, I love, I, I, I wasn't in love with this instrument for a very long time until I... It's a total different uh, topic now, but um, <laughs> until I get to know the Midnight, I don't know if you know him. No, I don't think um, so. Or I think it's two guys. Yeah, maybe maybe check out the Midnight ones. It's it's not not metal at all. Okay. Not at all. It's it's more like this synth wave sound '80s feeling to it with a lot of sax in it, and it's I love it. You have to check it out if you're if you like like this instrument, you. You're going to like that album too, uh, or that band too. Yeah, no, I definitely do. And it's cool that you say the, because I haven't heard the album, obviously, but it's cool that you said the saxophone is something to look out for. But is there like another aspect of this album that you really love that you reckon maybe others overlook when they listen to it? What you need, for example, I mean, I love the bass intro. I really, I really like it. It's, um, it has a good rhythm to it. It's a nice, it's a nice song to listen to. 
Then what I said in the beginning, like Throne, it has this Linkin Park uh, parts to it, which that was the song I started listening to Bring Me the Horizon because it sounded like um, Linkin Park. Doomed, for example, that one of my favorite songs on this album is, is a very, very strong song and it really presented their talent in like creating an atmosphere that sucks the listener in. Um, if you listen to that song, it has really different aspects to it. And I feel like the chorus is super catchy and it's a really standout track to me. I like Blasphemy as well. I feel like it's a strong song. A lot of people say it's a, it's just the filler of this album, but I feel like yeah. this one is really, really, it has a really strong chorus and it just connects with me. You know, when you, I think, you know, when you have, there, there are songs out there that connect with you super well and super fast. Mm. And there's songs out there where you listen, you have to listen to it a lot of time. And then you feel like, oh no, it's a nice song. But Blasphemy was one I, I was listening to. I was like, yeah, it really got to me. It was like, okay, I connected to this song. Love it. Avalanche is, is for me a really well-structured song. It has a, a nice melody, great chorus, and it, it, and it caught my attention as well the first time I, I was listening to it. It convey like, it managed to, can you say convey like its emotion to the listener? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And I mean, Follow You, I mean, what can I say about this track? I mean, I feel like no matter how different is to what the band are used to do it's one of the few songs on the album that they managed to like as well as as what I said before with Avalanche that they convey like this emotion and I I love the I love the chorus and kind of personify what Ollie was trying to deliver with his choice to sing on this album yeah so this is on this album he mostly sang instead of screamed Mm-hmm. because he like he in this album that's that's something that really got to me as well he's really singing he screams but he's most of the time he's singing and I love his voice he has a beautiful well-trained voice and um, that that's something that stood out to me as well that you can hear his voice and sometimes really like really soft as well yeah so essentially, this is the album that people are going to remember because it's when Bring Me the Horizon changed. Yeah, to me, it changed their game. It yeah. changed their game because it's like they have those extremes they play with and they put those extremes into music and they just manage to sound great and not that the listener is like, oh, they tried out something and it didn't, it, it didn't work out. And to work with extremes, you have to be really sure what you're doing, you know? Yeah, but you also have to make it for yourself, though, as well. It's not about the fans in the audience. It's about your progression as an artist and what you want to exactly. do. Exactly, yeah. Oh, this sounds cool. I'm excited to hear this album. And my, fav- my favorite question, because this is the part where I actually get to go listen to it, but what are my listening notes? How should I listen to this album or should I be doing anything? You said before you like to listen to it in the morning. Is that something I should do as well? Or what do you recommend? Um, oh, that's a good question. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, that's a very, very good one. You know what I like to do? I can just speak for myself. But what I like to do when I'm in the dark place and I go outside for a walk and I just put in my headphones and just listen to that album and I would do it I mean, I sat before I was listening to it in the morning, but why don't you just put on your headphones 
and have like a night walk and listen to that album. Oh, that's cool. A night walk. Because the, I, I feel like when I think about it right now, I feel like I'm going to do that tonight. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I know where I'm going to walk, walk already. Yeah. In Brisbane, we're on the river as well. So I'll walk by the river at night. Great. It'd be so cool. Oh, I love that. All right. Well, is there anything else uh, you want to say about this album that we should know? To me, it's just a really solid, solid album. And I like to listen to it. And I love that they have the pop influences in. And um, some people feel like, oh, yeah, they're, they're selling out or whatever. But I don't care. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I love that they're not afraid of changing. Because most of the men's are afraid of change. And they stay the same, like, forever. And it's sad because I feel like, it's so interesting to see bands evolving and changing and being creative and coming up with something new because it takes balls to do so. And um, they definitely have big balls because they're <laughs> doing so. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Amazing. There we have it. The one metal album that Skin thinks that you and I should listen to is That's the Spirit by Bring Me the Horizon. Skin, thank you so much for your wisdom. I can't wait to listen to it from your point of view. Thank you so much for having me, Ebony. It was a really great chat with you. Okay. All right. So obviously I did have to listen to this one a little bit earlier on so I could give you my thoughts on the album now because it is the last episode of the season. Anyway, and I think hearing Skinned talk about why this album is important for her considering her music and the way she works and writes music and performs it as well has to feel right and it doesn't conform to any one genre I think it's cool to see how she relates to that's the spirit by bring me the horizon because yeah they changed their sound so much compared to their old stuff and then from that point on they changed it even more moving forward I think that for me as a listener I've heard probably more of their newer stuff say in the past six years than I did their older stuff before this album that's the spirit so this is definitely that halfway point And I'm jumping in right at the halfway point, which is really cool to hear because, yeah, I know some of their older stuff and, yeah, I know some of their newer stuff as well, but I never actually heard the album that kicked off, I guess, all the changes that they made, which is cool. And I like the album. I think I liked it quite a lot. It definitely is very fun, catchy, also heavy. It's a bit of a bop, to be honest. And I think that I reckon that uh, I do want to touch on the saxophone in Oh No because I feel like I understand why it may be some people's least favorite song on the album. You know, if you think about it with this album, they've completely changed their entire sound. They're moving towards different genres and exploring different areas that they're interested in. And for a listener, maybe like an, an OG listener to listen through this entire album, and try and be okay with (laughs) all the changes and then to get to oh no and be like what the heck is this saxophone in here I get why they think it wouldn't work but I think that once you've listened to it once and you sort of come to accept it's in there you listen to it again and I think it works it's a bit of a shock to the system at first but it's actually pretty cool saxophone is a damn awesome instrument and you can't just throw it in willy-nilly to a song so I think the way they've worked it in is impressive. I also think that this album in terms of structure is very strong. Starts off what doomed happy song throne. Very very strong opening. I think it definitely does have variety but I think it also keeps you hooked. 
Well, it kept me hooked. I really liked listening to it. It was very easy. Uh, when I went on my night walk, which you will see on Friday on my socials. Yeah, it was beautiful. I don't know. Something about walking at night and listening to this album really just worked super, super well. Yeah. Big thanks to Skinned. What a great episode. What a great album. Oh my gosh. That is the end, guys. The end of Educate Ebony, season one, the metal edition. Thank you so much for listening. If you've listened all the way through with me or if you're catching up now, it really means a lot. This has been a really cool journey. 23 guests over five months. It's 23 albums. That is a lot to listen to in just one year, let alone every week for five months straight. So look, if you did listen to the albums as well, props to you. Damn. (laughs) Good effort. I really hope your Spotify end of year wrap up really reflects the diversity that you've listened to. I sure hope mine does. And I have to say a big thank you to everyone who helped me get this far. Definitely my boss man, Brownie at Wall of Sound. Big thanks to you. You're amazing. I love you. And a big thanks to everyone else who helped me organize interviews. And a big, big thank you to all the guests that I had on this season. Obviously, couldn't have done it without you. And I'm so glad that everyone took a chance on little old me. And basically a brand spanking new podcast. You know, this is season one. I didn't expect to have so many amazing national and international guests. Who would have thought? How the heck did that happen? But yeah, just a big thank you. I am over the moon, I think you could say. And look, you know, this isn't going to be the end. If you stay tuned over the Christmas period on my socials at Educate Ebony, there will be a season two announcement. As for the genre, uh, if you have listened to majority of the episodes, I think you may be able to figure it out. I have referenced this genre quite a lot. I'm going to leave it at that. So stay tuned for a little Christmas surprise. And yeah, if you like the podcast, tell your friends, spread the love, spread the word. So until then, stay heavy, get educated.